the beginning of a new day, the, the feeling of the early morning coming out of the, the darkness and solitude of sleep, joining together here in the shrine room to gather our energies to unify our intention, our attention, We're joining together and reciting the verses of respect, reverence, gratitude, recollecting the qualities of Buddha and Dhamma and Sangha. qualities of wisdom, of truth. Reality. And the quality of, of virtue. And once again, as we begin the period of meditation, take a conscious notice, pay attention to how we feel. What's our mood right now? Do we feel sleepy, alert, interested? Sad? What mood is that here right now? How does the body feel? Cool, warm, heavy, light? Comfortable, uncomfortable? Somewhere in the middle? There's no right or wrong starting place. We've never got the, the wrong mind or the wrong body. The right starting place is to work with what we've got, what is here. To appreciate the material that we're working with. This body, this mind, this day this time. And to develop the habit of bringing attention to the posture. What's our physical attitude? Not going along with the habit of just drifting into the world of our thoughts. Jumping into the meditation practice of trying to steer the mind in some particular way, but to take a moment to bring attention to the body. How is it being held? 
How is the posture? To bring attention to the spine, to let the body stretch up, invite the spine to to lengthen, to grow to its full, comfortable, natural limit. Not so that the, the body is tense or rigid, tight. but simply inviting the spine to stretch and grow to support the quality of alertness. And as the body stretches, it's more upright. Notice how that changes the quality of of consciousness, quality of alertness. Even by some small degree, notice the difference that that makes. Then with the spine as the, the solid, firm axis of our world, our physical being, the head balanced neatly on top, Consciously allowing the rest of the body to relax, to lose its tension. Take the trouble to be aware of the muscles in your face, around your mouth and your eyes. Any tension, tightness that you find there, Let it soften, dissolve. Again, see the difference that that makes. First of all, noticing that the residual, habitual tension that is there, how that feels. And then when we relax, we let the muscles soften. Notice what a difference that makes. Just with the loosening of the muscles, the softening of tension in the muscles of our face, our neck and shoulders, suddenly the world seems lighter, more spacious, easier less burdensome. And taking the trouble to let this wave of realization move steadily, slowly, through the whole body. Wherever you find tightness, your shoulders, your hands, your arms, belly, notice the tightness, tension, consciously relax, letting the stomach spread, the shoulders drop an inch or two, 
And again, as the tension softens, loosens, notice the effect that that has on the mind. As we let the the stomach relax, spread, Notice the effect that that has upon quality of anxiety. Just for the simple relaxation of, of the muscles, our whole being feels more at ease. This so easy for our reactive and habitual sense of worry, anxiety about the world, about ourselves, to live as a, a knot of tension down in the solar plexus. And when that's relaxed, and there's no tightness there, how different the world seems. how that helps to dissolve that armoured, anxious, defended quality that we so easily drift into. Let yourself notice that quality of ease. How does that feel? down through the hip joints, into the legs, inviting our whole being, the whole body, to relax, to settle. And when we take the trouble to do this, just take a few minutes at the start of each sitting, it goes a long way to supporting all the efforts that we make towards developing concentration, towards insight. It's developing a conscious kindness towards our own body, a friendliness towards our own body, giving it permission to relax, to be at ease. Basic, the basic friendly, benevolent relationship to our own body, establishing that as a basis, and that supports and, and informs the basically friendly, benevolent relationship to the activities of the mind, our perceptions, what we hear and feel and see, think, remember. Supports the quality of metta, kindness, radical and open acceptance of all things. Oh, it's useful. 
helpful to always work with the body, the posture in this way. And only when you feel there's a, a true, easeful, balanced, well-integrated quality in the posture, energy and relaxation in harmony with each other, you feel that, know that, recognize that, then, at that point, that's the time to bring the attention to the breathing. Consciously bringing the, the attention to that rhythm. Feeling the breath wherever it's most obvious. Whether it's in the nostrils, or in the chest, the throat. Wherever it might be that you can most easily discern the, the flow of the breath. Just bring your attention to that spot. Follow the movement, the flow of sensation of the breath entering and leaving the body. It's also helpful to consciously determine that right now there's nothing we need to recollect, nothing we need to calculate, figure out, nothing we need to plan. This next period of time. The only thing that we need to be concerned about, the only thing we need to pay attention to, is the rhythm of the breathing. That's all. For now, all our plans and worries, hopes and fears, they can all be put aside. They'll all be there later on waiting for us, if we need them. Right now we can put that all aside and just let the breath be all that's important to us. The rhythm of the breathing here in this present moment. Placing the breath at the center of attention like uh, the calyx of a flower the heart of a mandala. Let the breath be the very center point of attention, the balancing point. Remembering there's no need to do anything special with the breath. We don't need or wish to change it, to make it deeper or shallow, slow or fast. Just allow the breath to come and go in its own pace. Really what we're doing is just attending to the body breathing according to its own 
nature, its own patterns. The body breathes on its own. Just let the breath rest upon the attention. The feather, a soft feather resting upon the palm of your open hand. Let the breath rest upon your attention. And then whenever the mind is distracted, caught up in a, a, a memory or a perception, we hear a sound, feel a sensation in the body and that triggers a, a flow of association, imagination. When you realize that the, the mind is distracted, carried away, caught up in some feeling or some fantasy, when there's a mindfulness of that, when that's noticed, pay attention to how that feels, the feeling of being caught up, grasping a, a memory or an idea grasping a perception. How does grasping feel? And then we let go. Come back to the breath again. Come back to the center. The heart free from grasping. And notice how that feels. When there's a, an absence of grasping. What is the texture, the quality of that? How does the heart feel? And there's no grasping, no entanglement going on. Let yourself be conscious, fully aware of that. And when we see the contrast, we feel the contrast between these two, the message speaks for itself. The awareness of the state of grasping, right there is dukkha, dissatisfaction, stress, discontent. And the freedom from grasping, letting go, right there is the ending of dukkha, dukkha niroda. Freedom from dissatisfaction, peace. So simple, 
so direct. When there's grasping, there's dukkha. No grasping, no dukkha. The more we feel and know that directly, the more that supports the recognition of the grasping habits, the more it supports the the delight and the intention to let go, the delight in freedom from suffering. It supports the eagerness, the effort to, to let go, because we know directly the good, the beautiful result that comes from that. The heart knows it directly. It doesn't have to be a, a theory that we're told about. We feel it. We know it for ourselves. And when we experience physical pain, painful memories or emotions, various kinds, it's most natural to be uh, resistant, resentful, negative towards those painful feelings. We want to get rid of them, want to get away from them. But as long as we have a body and a mind, then pain is going to be part of the mixture. This is a natural law. It has to be this way. There's a certain amount of pleasure, a certain amount of pain, a certain amount of neutral feeling. It's the way our system works. It's the natural law. Even an enlightened being, like the Buddha, still experienced physical pain. When he was an old man, he said that his body was in such discomfort, such pain the whole time, that the only way he could experience any kind of comfort was to completely absorb into emptiness, completely switch off all cognition of the the presence of the body. He was aware of the body, what he experienced was pain. He said his body was like an old cart held together with strings and, and straps, like an old broken down cart. But even though the Buddha experienced pain, He knew how not to make a problem out of it. And he used the analogy of of being shot with an arrow. The teaching of the two arrows. So the first arrow is that natural feeling of pain. Pain in our legs, pain in the back, a headache. 
or painful memory, painful relationship. So whether it's emotional pain or physical pain, this is the first arrow. This is part of the natural order. It's endemic in our lives. If we have nerves, if we have emotions, then pain is going to be present some of the time, to some degree. That's the first arrow. And the Buddha pointed out, not even an enlightened one can dodge the first arrow. That's inescapable. But the second arrow is the the anguish, the complaining, the resenting, the fearing, the begrudging, all the negativity that goes on around that first feeling. And that arrow, second arrow, we can dodge. That can be escaped. And when the Buddha talks about the ending of suffering, the escape from suffering, it's that second arrow that he's talking about. Because even though we might experience physical or emotional pain, we can establish the attitude of non-contention. There can be peace in relationship even to painful feeling. It's painful, but it's okay. There's no resentment of it, no aversion to it, no waiting for it to be over. No begrudging it, fearing it. It's just known for what it is. Well, this is a simple teaching, but extraordinarily important, central. How to dodge the second arrow. How to not create negativity, resentment, fear, aversion around all the ups and downs of our lives. To be accepting, open, uncomplaining about the first arrows, then when things are difficult and painful, we don't, we don't uh, act in foolish ways or trying to ignore that or do things that multiply that discomfort. But we live in in an attitude of patience, non-contention. And sooner or later, those painful feelings end. But they haven't been a problem, even while they're present. So during the day, as we engage in the formal practice together, sitting meditation, walking meditation, just make yourself aware, rouse the consciousness, the awareness of that second arrow, the mind moving towards complaining, regretting, begrudging, contending against what we don't want, 
what we don't like. But trying to keep hold of what we do like. The tension and fearfulness of trying to hang on to the pleasant. Trying to prevent it from disappearing. Trying to repeat the delightful. To get that to, to come back again. We train ourselves to be alert to that movement. That grasping, struggling, contending habit. To notice that. And to let go. not be standing in the way of the second arrow. To not be adding on to the feelings of difficulty, dislike, painfulness. And to be recognizing for ourselves that even when something is unwanted, painful, It doesn't have to be a problem. We're not making it sweet, or we're not pretending that the the bitter isn't there, or that the painful isn't painful. It is. We're not trying to pretend that we like the sounds of the, the planes bound for Luton Airport. They're there. But we recognize we don't have to make a problem out of that. And how delightful, how delicious, how beautiful that is. And to notice that quality of beauty, of delight, when the heart dwells in non-contention, not arguing against the way things are. Notice what it feels like to dodge that second arrow. How things can be difficult, uncomfortable, but how sweet, how delightful it is when the heart is free of complaining, is patient, not waiting for it to be over. And let yourself fully be aware of that, how good that feels. Don't gloss over that, but recognize the contrast. The more we allow ourselves to be fully aware of that state of non-contention, non-grasping, then the more that acts as a a clear, welcoming uh, goal. uh, We know that. We've tasted that. clearly, consciously, so it's easier for the heart to orient itself towards that, to be guided by that. We know how good that feels. So then it makes it easier to incline towards that, to know that, to move in that direction. 